David Edwards, already a rookie tackle playing guard, starting the last two games at left guard, began tonight at right guard. Now he's finishing at right tackle in place of Rob Havenstein. Austin Corbett and Coleman Shelton, the only two active backups the Rams have had. They're both in the game with Austin Blythe playing center between them. Wow. Well, hello and welcome to a week 11 edition of Rams Revealed. My name is JB Long, and this is quite a moment in the 2019 season. The Rams are 5-4, and four. they're coming home for consecutive primetime games, and they're fighting for a wildcard spot over the next seven weeks. To discuss, we're joined by David Edwards, who is just three starts into his NFL career and has played three positions along a suddenly depleted offensive line. So welcome, David, and welcome back from Pittsburgh. That was uh, certainly not how we drew it up, was it, in terms of the uh, offensive line? Yeah, well, thank you for having me. Um, Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, the injuries to Brian and and then to Rob, just being able to throw guys in and, um, you know, still try to have some continuity and um, getting guys on the same page, um, I think was probably the biggest challenge. But I'm really proud of the way that, you know, everyone battled. I think that we had the chance, gave ourselves a chance to, um, win the game at the at the end of the fourth quarter. What's that like, either on the field, uh, in the huddle, on the sideline, when you're having those in-game adjustments, trying to figure it out on the fly? Yeah, I think it's it's tough, but um, I think that, uh, you know, Coach Cromer, um, Andy and, and Zach, and even all the guys, um, going back to OTAs, um, cross-training at different positions, mm-hmm. um, was definitely beneficial to everybody, not just, you know, the old guys, but... Um, really feel like as you know, you get more reps, more starts, uh, the better you do. So I feel like moving forward, we're, we're still going to be in a good place. Before everything got thrown into that blender, the coaching staff uh, decided to flip the starting guards during the bye week. Uh, Austin Blythe went to left after starting a couple games at left. You moved to right guard. What was your perspective on that decision heading to face the Pittsburgh Steelers? Yeah, I felt like it was a good, um, a good move for us just because um, putting Rob and I next to each other to be able to do some more downhill run stuff and then having an, an athletic Blythe um, kind of moving space a little bit more in the screen game. Um, but we were we were prepared, and it was seamless tra- a seamless transition, and Coach Cromer had brought that up to us early in the week, and um, we were, you know, pretty, pretty good with it. And um, I really felt confident heading into the week because we had a full week to prepare for it mm-hmm. um, before all the injuries happened, you know, but – uh, I thought it was a really good um, way to, you know, kind of head into the second part of the season, uh, being able to prepare um, to help our offense by making that switch. I'm sorry we didn't get to see more of it and see how it might have played out. But, hey, you've been changing positions your whole life, haven't you? I mean, how did an option quarterback in high school become an NFL offensive lineman? I don't know. I think that uh, it was always my dream as a little kid to play quarterback. Um because my cousins had played the position. And so growing up, I was always, I want to be a quarterback. And when I got to high school, that was the only position I tried out at. I played uh, O-line as a little kid um, just because I weighed too much. Uh, And then when I was getting recruited, it was like, hey, we don't see you as a quarterback. We see you kind of as a tight end, uh, potentially an O-lineman. And I was good with any position. Uh, I just really wanted to get an opportunity. And kind of the same thing, you know, here it's, whatever position that I can do to help the team, I'm, I'm down for. So 
but to go from QB to where I'm at right now is kind of a crazy story. <laughs> I read an ESPN.com article from your college days uh, in Wisconsin about how you used to skip breakfast, uh, had an affinity for peanut butter, but probably <laughs> never envisioned yourself uh, eating your way into an offensive lineman's body. Oh, yeah. I, uh, in high school, really never ate breakfast. Um, and I really, so I played basketball too. So I didn't have kind of the flow of a training cycle that you did in college and here. Um, and then, yeah, I've, I've always had a love for peanut butter. That's my like number one thing that I, you know, yesterday getting home super late, made a PB and J like, really, yeah, it's, that's the one thing that I can have maybe every day that I'll never get sick of. I don't know what it is. Peanut butter, both sides of the bread. So I do three slices of bread. Okay. Uh, peanut butter on the outsides, jelly on the inside. What kind of jelly are we talking? Grape. Um, but I really don't care. Could I sell you on raspberry? You could. Yeah, I think a raspberry <laughs> peanut butter and jelly with peanut butter on both sides, soft wheat bread okay. is undefeated. So I used to be a huge white bread fan, and then I've kind of transitioned to the whole wheat wheat fan. Mm-hmm. So, well, good on your conscience, right? <laughs> uh, you decided to stay in Madison uh, for your 2018 season. By now, you're a tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Might have had the option to go pro earlier, but uh, you come back for another go round with the Badgers. A shoulder injury as a senior may have hurt your eventual draft stock. How did that go from your perspective? Yeah, I think that, um, so the injury happened in fall camp, um, week two, I believe, mm-hmm. and really just tried to battle through it and never really crossed my mind to sit out because I really wanted to, you know, continue to play and be there for the guys. And we had the chance to be a really good team. Um, we returned a lot of guys. So I felt like, man, this is something that could be really special and really cool. Um, but as the, you know, season continued to go on, um, it just never gotten better, any better and never improved and really felt like if I wanted to pursue leaving that I had to get healthy first. Um, and that was probably the hardest decision I had ever had to make was, mm-hmm. uh, taking a step back and what's, you know, best for me moving forward when, you know, in college, you're like, it's about the team. It's about the team. Right. Um, so sitting out those last three games is probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Would you handle it any differently if you could rewind time? No, I probably wouldn't just cause, um, I don't regret at all playing, playing through the injury. I know my play wasn't you know, what I had hoped for and what other people had hoped for. But I got 10 games with those guys and don't regret at all the decision I made to to try to battle through it. So then how'd you feel on day three, fifth round in April? And you hear your <laughs> name called and it's the Rams. I mean, I imagine you saw yourself you know, slotted a little bit higher, but knowing that you're ending up in a good situation with a chance to contribute. Yeah, I think that uh, being able to learn from initially when I came in, um, being able to learn from Rob and, and Wit. Um, was there an existing relationship with Rob there through the university? So we had met each other through recruiting. Mm-hmm. So, um, but like his best friend, Cal Kosigan was one of my big mentors, um, at Wisconsin. So we had like kind of, um, mutual friends, but when I got here, it was like, he took immediately took me under his wing and, um, was willing to really help me with anything. And that was huge because it made me feel comfortable, going to him, an older guy, um, with any question that I had. Um, and he never made me feel like, oh, that's kind of a stupid question, right? It was, mm-hmm. he was always willing to help me. Same thing with Witt and, and all the other guys, really. Um, and that really helped me, um, you know, in my uh, development leading up to the season. 
Would you say that's part of how you made such a positive impression on the coaching staff? I mean, going back to the offseason program, yours was one of the first names to be mentioned by Sean McVay, by Aaron Cromer, as someone who made that good first impression and maybe had an inside track on making the 53-man roster. Yeah, I think that uh, the training that I had at Wisconsin, too, and then being able to kind of come here, learn from Witt, learn from Rob, learn from all the other guys, and then take the coaching that Coach Cromer, Zach, and Andy gave me, I think it was just a perfect combination of things. And like we said earlier, like the fit of being a Ram was just something that I, you know, you, you dream of, um, being able to learn, and then the techniques are kind of similar. So it was just, it was just a perfect situation for me to be in. So you have the Badger tie with Havenstein, and then uh, you're from the southwestern suburbs of Chicago, so you and Brian Allen must relate yep. in terms of your background there, right? <laughs> you so, speak the same language? Oh, yeah. So Brian and I are from the same high school conference. We actually are in the same town, hometown. Um, and I, as sad as it is, never won a game against him, and he always brings that up to it's me. It's big of you to admit that on this <laughs> podcast. I know. But, yeah, we uh, – we had some great battles in high school. We played for like an old Oaken Bucket. It's a one, actually the biggest rivalry my high school has um, with Brian's school. So, uh, but yeah, he was, and we played each other in college too. So it was kind of crazy just to be able to see, um, you know, where we were and then where we come from, you know, to here. Would you like to share any words for Brian, for our audience <laughs> as he's going through an injury here and obviously a tough finish to his 2019? Yeah, I, I you know, I feel for Brian just because um, anytime you get time taken away from you, it's um, it's really tough. And but I know that Brian's going to be um, relentless in his pursuit to to get back healthy. And texting him this morning to see how he is doing, and I know he's in good spirits, and um, I know he's going to come back stronger. And we're going to be um, great moving forward. Speaking of Chicago, Bears fan growing up, I was. So what's this uh, week like for you? Um, it's a big week, but. Um, Still just football. Um, I think that anytime you play like your hometown team, uh, people from your hometown are a little bit more, you know, in tune to it. Anyone coming this week? I got a bunch of people coming. So a bunch of my buddies and then some family and coaches are coming. So it'll be cool in that respect to kind of have, you know, my friends and family coming to see me, um, but also kind of get to see the Bears and then um, being able to, you know, come to LA and see what it's like here. So it'll be awesome. Cubs or White Sox guy? So I have this debate with um, my family. So the Cubs and the Sox, I'm a both. I like both. There's no such thing. So let me explain. Um, the Cubs and the Sox really don't have a rivalry. So, you know, the Cubs, I'd say the biggest rival they have are the Cardinals. Sox, you could say like the, the, the Tigers. Um, but like growing up, I went to Sox games. I went to Cubs games. I got, you know, a bunch of Cubs. You're a Southsider technically, aren't you? <laughs> technically. Yeah. But, um, if you ask my fiance and her family, like if, if I say the Cubs in her house, it's like criminal. Tell yeah. us about her. She's so, um, we actually grew up, um, you know, five houses down. I've known her since first, second grade. Um, and we've been dating since high school. So kind of the, uh, the old, you know, high school sweethearts and, um, she actually just moved out. So she's here with me permanently and it's been awesome, but she's been probably one of the biggest influences in my life and has been along for this journey, which has been really awesome. You know, planning a 2020 wedding, 2021, this off season, 21. Okay. Yeah. All so right. In July. 
All right, so you get to learn off Sean McVay and Veronica, right? I think that we actually uh, proposed to our fiancés on the same day. Come on, really? I think so. I know. Yeah. That's a good bit of trivia. I like <laughs> it. Okay, before we leave uh, Chicago behind us, a few more things. Uh, Jory Hirsch is in the room. He's a big Chicago pizza guy. I have my strong opinions as well, but I want to give you the first chance. <laughs> Chicago deep dish pizza, the winner is? Lou Malnati's. That is a very good answer, my friend. Very I, good answer. I think that, uh, and you could tell me too, I think that there's Lou Malnati's, there's Pizzeria Due, Gino's East, and then there's a big drop-off. I don't know how you guys feel. But Can I put another one on your plate? Go ahead. Have you had Pequod's? I haven't. So that's the only, only one that I haven't had that is highly rated amongst Strong others. recommendation. And this is a different genre of pizza, but I still think it bears mentioning here. In Lincoln Park, Chicago Pizza and Oven Grinder. It's like the pot pie of pizza. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Not a calzone. It's you got to go there. It's in the bowl and you scoop it out, right? Cash only. The maitre yeah. d' doesn't write your name down. He just has it all upstairs and you get your table when he says you get your table <laughs> and it's fantastic. Okay. Uh, right one more on. bit of Chicago trivia here, food trivia. What toppings make a Chicago style hot dog? Oh, wow. So personally, I love um, hot jardinera. And that is like hot peppers. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that any time you could put that on a hot dog, Italian sausage, pizza even, I think it makes it better. But like people, uh, when I, I went to school in Wisconsin, I went to Pop Belly's one time and um, ordered hot jardinera on a sandwich. Mm -hmm. And they looked at me like I had four eyes. Oh, a little wreck on wheat with some of that. Absolutely. <laughs> They're all like, about what it. What is that? Um, so yeah, it's just hot peppers, but... I think anytime you can add that to any food, in even a sandwich, I think it makes it better. You would have been so uh, missing your calling as an option quarterback, man. You talk <laughs> food like a lineman. I think you found your niche. Oh, yeah. Um, let's wrap this up with some football. How do you think you've played so far? I think I've done some, some good things um, thus far, but I think at any time that you evaluate yourself and looking back, there's always stuff that you can clean up and get better at. But um, I think that I, I've, I'm proud of myself just because um, I'm trying to battle the best I can for these guys. And I know that, you know, we, we have a lot of growth to, to keep going with the young offensive line that we have. But having guys like Witt and Rob and Coach Chrome, guys that have been there before, um, has made me um, feel really confident that I'll be able to do a good job for the rest of the season. I mean, not only were you facing adverse circumstances in Pittsburgh, but that Steelers front, I think, is one of the best in the NFL. I'm sure you're nodding your head in agreement. Uh, the Bears are right there as well. So shorthanded, give me a reason to be optimistic. Like, how can the Rams get it done this week with a patchwork offensive line? I think that um, being able to cross-train this offseason and then in fall camp is, is one of the biggest assets that we have. And that's a credit to Coach Chrome, um, Andy, and Zach, because – we have been able to play like I've been playing next to Bobby Evans for, you know, however long or and Rob and and Wit. So being able to play with those guys um, in the offseason camp and, and in season has been has paid a ton of dividends. So I think that moving into this week, I feel super confident that we'll be able to take steps forward and continue to grow um, and help our offense, you know, continue to get better. 
I needed to hear that. I'm sure our audience did as well. Last thing for you, uh, you have been cross-training. You've already played three different positions, uh, live reps in the National Football League. Long-term, what do you think your best NFL position will be? Like three years from now, David Edwards will be starting for the Rams at? I think guard. I think Really? That, yeah. Not right tackle? I think guard. Okay. Um, I feel really confident um, that being able to use my length in pass pro and then um, a little bit of my power in the run game um, serves me best in at interior. Um, and I think it, the more and more reps I get in those at those positions, interior, I think the better. And I, I really am looking forward to continuing to have a strong um, end of this season and then moving forward, um, you know, getting more and more reps. It was certainly something to see you and Rob standing side by side. <laughs> Maurice Jones-Drew and I were sitting there talking about that's like 640 pounds of oh, yeah. Wisconsin <laughs> right there. And uh, hopefully it aligns that way uh, this weekend and throughout the rest of the 2019 campaign. David, thanks for your time. Absolutely. Great to meet you. And thank you all for listening to Rams Revealed. We hope to see you in prime time week 11 at the Coliseum, the Rams and the Chicago Bears.